Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to week two of the Not So Early Show. We are so happy to have you guys here, and I am so excited to talk to our guests today about something that I feel like all of us have been struggling with, all of us have, have been having to deal with. So without further ado, because I really don't want to waste any time today uh, discussing this particular issue, can we please have a warm round of applause for our guests, Kristen Suyanto, Rachel Feather, and Grace Samivi. How's everybody doing today? We're doing good. Pretty good. Good. <laughs> good. Good. Thank you. Good. Good. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here at the Not So Early Show. I am so excited to talk to all of you guys. Perhaps some of you guys might look a little bit unfamiliar for the teens. So before we even go in any further, why don't we just get to know you guys a little more? So if you guys don't mind, uh, could you tell us a little bit about yourself? What is it that you guys do on a daily basis in terms of job and occupation? Uh, I am, my name's Rachel, and I am a teacher. I teach at Espeja in Fluit, so I get to hang out with teens uh, every day and teach them, and actually right now it's all virtual and digital, so that's still fun. I still get to hang out with them, but yeah, teaching and then also working as a chaplain, so some social, emotional, spiritual uh, support for, for anybody who wants it or needs it. Yeah, that's what awesome. I do. It's awesome. That's awesome. Yes, I'm Christine. Um, some of the teens might be familiar with me because I've been with them since they were babies, maybe since they were in their mom's <laughs> belly. <laughs> so uh, I even, yeah, Josh, I think I know him for some times. So um, I'm an educational psychologist focusing on kids. Uh, I am leading the IS Kids Ministry. And what I do on a daily basis, I'm a mom and I work on any stuff for the kids church and doing other stuff that is um, psychological related for the kids. All right. Hi, Glad everyone. to have you, Kay. All right. Hi, everyone. My name is Grace. Um, I'm a child psychologist. I'm, I'm also um, serving as the health officer at the UNICEF Indonesia. That's awesome. Uh, so as you guys can see, we we heard a lot of the uh, psychologists where we heard, we've heard that dropped a couple of times. Uh, last week, Emmalyn said in her outro video that we will be discussing some issues related to mental health this week, which I know is always a very interesting issue uh, to talk about. And there's so many different ways of discussing these things and going into different sections and parts of it. Um, but I feel like one of the things that I really wanted to talk to you guys about today is this whole virtual age and how it's affecting us, especially since all of us <laughs> are in this virtual age together. You know, it's, it's the entire world that is currently just working from home, online learning. So I thought it'd be really interesting for us to talk about it today. So maybe just a couple of technological or digital questions, you know, uh, how many, okay, let me ask you guys this, just to kind of get to know you guys better. What is the app that you guys are on the most? Um, me, I'm, uh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm using WhatsApp, Instagram, and Candy Crush the most. <laughs> oh, guys, Candy Crush. Anybody, though, any, anybody a Candy Crush fan here? Not me, guys. I don't play games, but <laughs> okay. I would be uh, WhatsApp and uh, anything for school. <laughs> 
probably would and Instagram. Instagram more than I should be. Ah, uh, me too, me too. Okay. Um, for me, it's WhatsApp, definitely, and all things Google. So Google Slide, Google Excel, Google Docs, everything Google. Wow. <laughs> I mean, when, when you think about it, I mean, actually, I think this is a good question. Like, how many hours, how many hours do you guys spend in front of a screen in a day? And, and I, I challenge the teens, too. I want you guys to kind of calculate right now how many hours with online learning, with social media and all that stuff do you guys spend on your screens in one day? Who, who wants to go first? Um, I'm probably, depending on the day, anywhere from 10 to 14 hours a day in front of a screen. Okay. I do maybe... So it's more than half. Well, maybe for me, 6 to 10 hours. Okay. Yeah, I think... A little bit less. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I'm uh, around that range as well, 7 to 9 hours. Day. Okay, I, I mean, I, I, I know that for a lot of the teens now, they have to be in front of a screen for their online learning, you know, but have you guys ever set limits to how many hours you guys should be, for example, like on Instagram or how many hours you guys should be on, I don't know, watching Netflix? Uh, do you guys ever set a limit to these things? My phone reminds me when I've been on Instagram for 20 minutes and I tell okay. myself I can't be on Instagram or scrolling or whatever when I'm headed to bed, like laying in bed. I can't, I can't do it in bed. Otherwise it'll just keep going forever and ever and ever. So sometimes I'm really good about listening to the timer. Sometimes I'm not. <laughs> <sighs> wow. Timer. <laughs> no, I don't set any limits, Yeah. but yeah, I think mostly on WhatsApp and laptop mostly work and then in between the Instagram and then the least part is the Candy Crush it's just for and it's not daily basis too but that's the third most used okay. app <laughs> are you sure are you sure it's okay <laughs> it's like, we believe you <laughs> uh, what about you Grace uh, well I try to but I have my good and bad days so you know it doesn't always work okay yeah yeah, I mean, if you guys do not know, there are actually things that you can set up now on your phones to kind of limit uh, how long you guys are, for example, like on Instagram. And I think what, what, uh, what Rachel was saying earlier also, I think for me personally, in terms of this whole just like uh, Zoom fatigue and being online the whole time, looking at a screen the whole time, I think one of the good things to do is when we wake up and before we go to sleep, not always to be in front of a screen. So I've tried to kind of do this intentionally when I wake up in the morning to kind of just like don't immediately look at my screen. You know, take half an hour, take an hour before I actually pick up my phone. And like I said, before I go to sleep, I also try to put it down um, an hour before. Again, I try. I'm not going to pretend that I, I do this all the time, but I really do try. Um, I re I'm not sure if it helps with my sleep, but I'd like to believe it does. Uh, so th I think that really is something extremely helpful. And we're going to talk a bunch more with our special guest today. Um, so let's just dive right into it. Um, so as we can see, like all of us have been in the same shoes for the past couple of months when it comes to this virtual age and just being at home. Since COVID happened, we've all kind of just been glued in front of our screens. Um, maybe you guys could share a little bit how it looks for you guys, like what an average day looks for you guys. Earlier said how many hours you spend on average day in front of the screen, uh, but how does it normally look like 
for you and how has it been challenging uh, during this whole just uh, virtual age for you guys? Or what are some of the challenges? I think the challenges is, I mean, I get up and go to school and for me going to school, sometimes it's work from home and sometimes I go to the school and work from my office. Uh, but, you know, I spend the times in class um, with everybody, or if I'm not in class, then I'm doing things on my computer. And so it's just really, really hard. And then normally the break that we take from, from work or from study is often, you know, looking at our phone or playing a game or watching a show. And then when you want to take a break and veg out, the, <laughs> the thing we want to do is watch TV, uh, but that's still staring at a screen. And so that's the hard part is being able to find mm. the real things that are relaxing that don't take all the mental energy, but also don't involve me staring at a screen for even more hours. Mm. So that's one of the hard things for me, at least. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Grace or Teacher K? Um, as, as for me, of course, it add more of the work, this online work, and um, it's more challenging because I get, I don't get to see my team and my colleagues in person the mm. discussion and um also as teachers preparing stuff it's it's more fun and it's um better to do it in person mm. and of course as a mom with two young children two and almost five year olds um i i can say that i cannot really work during the day mm. because they are all over me um, so I have to sacrifice a little of my sleep time and work during the night when everyone is asleep. So usually I, um, I try to uh, put on alarm and then work from 2 to 6 a.m. in the morning. And then wow. after that, get a little like two hours of sleep after that, maybe until 9 o'clock. Wow. <laughs> like that. It's, it's tough. It's tough. Uh, Grace, any thoughts on that? Yeah, uh, well, so in the past months, I have been working from home both for my UNICEF okay. job as well as my um, clinical job. Uh, one okay. challenge for me is um, actually to say no, because there are a lot mm. of needs, especially in my line of work, there are, more, there are increasing number of people who need help. So I kind of like feel obligated to help them. But on the other mm. hand, it's actually tiring, well, at least for me to keep on looking on the screen and um, actually do sessions and stuff. So yeah, so for me it's saying no, and to kind of like mm. pause and know my limits. You know, it's, it's very interesting that you say that, Grace. Saying no, I think, is something that's so important. I was just in conversation with somebody of, uh, a, a week back or so, and this person felt so bad because he ended up feeling as if this person was becoming a man who does not live up to his promises, you know, because he would just say yes to everything, but then he would kind of like, bail out last minute or it wouldn't happen and at the end the person actually felt bad about themselves and I, I kind of can relate to that to a certain extent because I'm also somebody who's kind of like hey I can help there can I do that yeah let's go let's go let's go and you kind of just want to say yes to everything you know but but in 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 this term I think like especially during these times I think sometimes it's so important to say that two-letter word just say no and honestly when we say no it doesn't mean that we don't want to help you know we don't want to hang out it's just like we're taking care of ourselves you know and I think that's really important during this time that we make those decisions that sometimes like I said like we, we that that benefit ourselves you know and it has nothing it has nothing to do with us not wanting to uh, help or 
socialize and all these kind of things. So I, I love that, Grace. Also, I loved what, um, Kay, what you were saying, like um, how you miss meeting up with your team, you know, and, and even like, I feel like, I mean, a lot of these people on our, on our panel today are, are teachers and teens. You guys think you guys have a tough job doing all your online learning. These teachers do not have it easy either. You know, they need to do a lot yes. of work. I feel like a, a way That's more right. prep work goes into it. Even for me, you know, teen service, I think the teens know, uh, the worship team knows, and it's a lot, a lot of work. But what, what you were saying, uh, Kay, was how um, you miss meeting up with your team because you just feel like, you know, there's a better dynamic, there's a better flow going. How has that been for you guys in this virtual age? You know, how has your social life been? Um, how, how has it been connecting with people? Has that been a challenge? Is that, is, that, is that harder now since we're in this virtual age for you guys? Um, social life in general, yeah? Yeah, just and connecting with people. Like, do you feel like your relationships have grown shallower to the, due to the fact that you guys don't meet in person and it all just becomes kind of surface level? Um, it has been hard not meeting up with people. I mean, I see, I go into work every so often and I don't have a family here. And so some of my colleagues become my mm. family. And so I do, I do get to see some people um, who I, you know, eat dinner with or play games with. That's that's my family here in Indonesia. Um, but mm. as for like all of my students and other friends that live in other parts of the city and that's really hard um, not to see them. And so you asked about like getting, if it, if relationships get shallower. And I think sometimes like I don't mm. have as many deep relationships, but you know, to be intentional, like I've been intentional with some. And so it's been really, really cool to see like how God does a really, uh, some really cool things with even just a few relationships, you know? And so while there's not as many mm. that go really deep, there are a few that have gone even deeper. Uh, because we've been able to have some really, really tough but good conversations about life mm. and about COVID and about what God's doing and um, how we're growing. And so it can be discouraging, right, when you don't see as many friendships yeah. blossoming, but to know that God's doing stuff even in a few yeah. of them, that's what I have to hold on to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I love it, Rachel, because like I said, and I think one of the key words there is being intentional. It's so it's so important for us to be intentional. And sometimes that might even mean us being the one who have to reach out. You know, it's always nice when people reach out to us. But honestly, I've encouraged a lot of people during this time. Hey, just reach out. You know, like there's nothing wrong with reaching out. And in terms of having some of those more difficult and hard situations, I also totally agree you know i think that oftentimes in life especially those who do not like confrontation we tend to stray away from those difficult uh conversations but if anything i felt like the difficult conversations that i've had during this season of my life during this virtual age have actually turned out to be something really beautiful and meaningful and we get to grow uh to a deeper relationship and a deeper a deeper understanding of each other so i i love that rachel uh Kay or uh, grace any more thoughts as for me, there are both um, impacts, positive and negative. Mm. I, I can start with a negative one, of course. I, I miss uh, the closest people the most, my colleagues, and then especially church friends or LG friends. And sometimes, you know, online meetings is different. Um, uh, that's, yeah, the touch. And of course, I miss my kids, the, the kids in church, the students, because um, we all here, especially the three of us, and also you, Josh, we are 
working with people. Relationship mm. is our what we do, right? Mm. So um, uh, doing this uh, in person meeting or relationship is of course something that we need. Yeah. But yeah, um, that's the negative side of it. But there are also some positive things like um, I got to know my neighbors more mm. before pandemic. Uh, I mean especially the first three months when we were totally locked down and we could not get out of the complex at all and most of us are going out and we're going out and do sun bathing so we got i, I got a chit chat with them more mm. and um something that i rarely used to do um and then um i got to meet and get connected with friends overseas all around the world that i've not met for a long time Mm. Yes, yeah, so it's it's both sides. It can get um, shallower, but for some it can get even deeper because um, I get connected with them. Sometimes people that I have not talked to for a long time, um, I get to get I get to communicate with them more, and then even go deeper and asking them how, are, how we are doing, and then mm. yeah, it's. There are both sides, positive and negative impacts mm. for me. Thank you, Kay. Grace? Yeah, um, I think it's somewhat similar to Kay's experience. So, um, apparently, uh, my LG uh, friends moved out of the country, like most of them moved out of the country earlier this year. So actually, um, even without the pandemic, we have to kind of like communicate online. So um, yeah, uh, I think it, in a way, there is some benefits to it, but of course, like um, with work and everything, I don't think that I am um, doing what I was, I'm not getting what I used to get, and that is something um, that is very disturbing um, for me, particularly mm. when I have to make diagnosis, for instance, and I have to um, administer a therapies and things like that. Um, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel community is just so important. And I remember when we first started this whole uh, on work from home thing and we had our we were coming up with our Operation Creative Community at IS Teens. And I remember that Andira, one of our teens, as she was leading worship on one of the Tuesdays, she said, you know, what we're supposed to do is so uh, physically distance ourselves, but we shouldn't socially distance ourselves. And what she meant by that, that although we cannot meet in person, you know, and physically see each other, we should still maintain those relationships. You know, we should still be in community. We should still invest in those relationships. As, as, as Rachel said, you know, be intentional about the relationships we have. Reach out to your friends, reach out to those in your community and still have relationships. Just don't go into isolation, you know? And speaking of relationships, I think one of the most important relationships of all you know i mean this this is not only during a covid 19 during when a pandemic hits is is our relationship with god you know so how have you guys stayed connected to god during this time of virtual age i mean even even church like is online church real how real does it feel how has that been for you guys has your relationship changed with god 
during this time. I mean, for some of you guys, it could be for the better. You know, you've, you've been able to pray more, read your Bible more, but for some of you guys, you guys might feel like you're totally disconnected. You know, you guys tune into the online service and, you're, and you miss being there at church, you miss seeing your friends and you don't really feel the connection. You know, then you're, you're just tired at home from all the online learning and you don't really bother to spend time with God. How, how has it been for you guys? Um, as for me, I gotta spend more time with God during the during my working hour. I call it my working hour from two to six o'clock in the morning. Wow. Every, <laughs> because usually um, uh, everything is like boom, boom, boom. I wake up, get, uh, getting the kids ready, settle down, and do all the kind of work, and then going to to church, going to work, and every day is like that. But now um, when I have my alone time working in the uh, in the morning I gotta work I gotta stop it's it's pretty consistent I gotta start working by praying and then sometimes I open the Bible and then I, I listen to worship songs it's and sometimes in the in the middle of working I, I in the middle of working and then listening to the songs I can get myself crying mm. and thinking about stuff and um, yeah and especially because I'm uh, preparing materials for the kids church yeah, I have the time to think through it mm. and then also internalize what I'm doing and sometimes the material for the kids it gets into me mm. so yeah that's how, that's how I feel that's awesome Kay that's awesome uh, Rachel and Grace what are, what are your thoughts I tend to get really anxious about things and so especially with with the social uh the difficulty to connect with people socially, as well as there being a global pandemic, like that's done a number on me mm. um, and my anxiety. And so I've had mm. to be so intentional um, about spending time with God, mm. whether that's through God's word or watching sermons or having good God conversations with people and just reading his word. I've had to spend so much more time, mm, so especially good. towards the beginning. Now that life's got picked up a little bit more um, these days with school being back in session. Um, but for a while it was really difficult. And so I just, you know, tough times, God uses the tough times to pull us closer to him a lot. And so that's how it's been, um, at least for me. Um, sometimes though I get so busy with all of the things on the computer that I forget and then I really realize it just because I'm not in a healthy state of mind anymore. Mm. But yeah, for me mostly it's been mm. growing closer um, through the difficult time. Mm. Thank, thank you for being so open, Rachel. Uh, Grace, what, 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 what about you? Um, yeah, uh, in terms of routine, I think uh, now that we are at home all the time, um, I get to be more disciplined in terms of like the reading of the Bible, um, praying mm. and all that. Now with, um, with the relationship, the quality of relationship itself, so I'm a doer, so I'm someone, who, I mean, I know that I, I mean, everything is all about God's grace and a mercy, but I'm mm. a doer, so I, I'm always the one who would want to do my part. But like at this point in time where I literally can't do not anything, um, it really kind of like, like what Rachel mentioned, it kind of like really forced me to have faith, to see God working, mm. even when mm. we see that the world is still in chaos. So I think mm. that's how um, things have kind of like changed. Um, because yeah, there's no other way rather than trusting and depending and waiting for him uh, showing That's his right. great power. Yeah. 
That's right. That's right. I, I love it. I mean, and and okay. uh, I love that. I, I can. Add, oh, sorry. go ahead. Go ahead, please. Um, yeah, that's right. I agree with um, both of you in trusting the Lord more, especially during this pandemic. Mm. I lost both of my parents in law during mm. uh, in within four and a half months. So sorry. And um, yeah, God's timing, and it's. I think the the solitude time that I have makes me trust the, him more, and mm. I, I I kind of question too. Wow, how how come and why? Of course, I have that question, but because of the relationship with God that I have more than before, it gets me trusted more mm. now. Yeah, um, I I feel like um, so many at home tuning in today can can relate to that. Uh, you know, with all this time in our hands, you know, maybe for some of you guys, it's been really good. You know, you guys have been able to read the word more, reflect more, you know, spend time in worship, uh, spend time in prayer. And that's awesome. But I also know for some of you, it's just been really, really just difficult and challenging. You know, there's a lot of whys. There's a lot of what ifs. You know, there's that anxiety that that Rachel was mentioning, you know, and, and it really it, it, it can really be a dark time where a lot of negative thoughts just kind of like creep in during this time you know um so how can we combat some of these uh for example doubts or or this negativity or this anxiety during this time we've got lots of armor to use <laughs> you know we've got shield of faith right. and the sword of the spirit and so a phrase i like to use and i help I share it with my students um and I have to remind myself of it is catch it check it change it so we see these like negative thoughts when we catch it and a lot of times those thoughts and those feelings we have they need to be felt you know if you're feeling frustrated if you're feeling mm. anxious this, I'm speaking to myself if I'm feeling frustrated or anxious mm. or sad and lonely I need to be able to feel that and check like catch that emotion but then sometimes not like those never let those thoughts dwell and fester and grow into that bitterness or that anxiousness mm. that doesn't go away or that like hovering cloud of fear right to to take that and to mm. to check it to say you know what what is true what does god's word say or what is reality because anxiety is often wow. not rooted in reality um so what is wow. real and then change it you know memorizing scripture or having little posts that you can see behind me <laughs> lots of post-its and notes and everything um, to remind me of what is true and what is real. And um, yeah, so that's one one thing. And, you know, and it, and it helps so that our the habit that is not just letting all of those anxious, fearful thoughts dwell forever and ever, but it's taking those and saying, all right, what's mm. true, bad, what's true. So that's what I do. <laughs> wow. That's so good, so good, and 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 something I feel like we can all do and just apply the next time we we deal with these with these uh, negative thoughts. Thank you so much, Rachel. That was so good. So for me, in the beginning, I tend to build um, negative thoughts about things and people, and I think because I did not have the chance to communicate directly with people, mm. um, you know, messages. WhatsApp emails it can lead to miscommunication mm. so I yeah I tend to build this negative thoughts but then as time goes by and I kind of um, get used to it and I can I uh, get start getting used to have communication online mm. more through messages more through email um, I start to learn how to solve problems through this in, in this situation 
um, it's not that I'm mastering it, but I really try to learn. I, I, I try to read people's um, mind or maybe writings, okay, and then, and then try to slow down in answering, in not being reactive, but more being responsive, mm. uh, like that, yeah. So I'm still learning, but now I, I kind of find a way how to solve problem, like who to go to first, mm. and then what to do next, because at first, usually I just get discouraged and had this negative thoughts if I read something uh, wrongly mm. because of the miscommunication. Mm. It's true. A lot of miscommunications going on these days. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> uh, Grace, Grace, what about you? Uh, just in closing. Um, yeah. Well, first of all, I think we have to, like what Rachel uh, mentioned just now, I think we all have to admit when we are not feeling that great, because that's totally fine, mm. that's humane, um, it's okay. Yes. And awareness is, act or um, yeah, awareness actually the first step to solution. So um, it's okay to not be okay. And then mm. reaching out to other people, because sometimes we can't handle it by ourselves, and that's totally okay. Uh, of course, people might be comfortable with different people, but I mean, one of the safest places that we can reach out to are to the church, like so to Josh mm -hmm. and all the teens pastors. I think they're more than happy uh, and welcome to support. Um, well, if someone would need um, medical practitioners, that's also okay because God also used this professional. <laughs> so yeah, so I think um, those um, are some additional things that we can do. Um, when these thoughts um, come up because they are real well I mean they're not real real but they are real inside our head and it can be very destructive mm. thank you so much Grace uh, thank you everybody for just your wisdom your openness your honesty with all of us uh, I think uh, your talk has been a huge blessing for all of us and I'm pretty sure uh, if, if any of you guys feel like you do need to talk to somebody about some of these things please feel free to reach out to me. I'm pretty sure our panel here would be more than happy to talk to you guys too. So if that is you, uh, please do not hesitate to reach out to me and I can get you guys connected or you guys can talk to me. Um, but let's just close in a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much for this time. We just thank you so much that we can gather, Lord Jesus, and talk about these things, Lord Jesus. Talk about some of the struggles that we have that we're facing during this virtual age, Lord Jesus. Lord, I just pray for your peace to be upon each and every single teen tuning in today. No, let them know that you are there with them, Lord Jesus, that you love them, Lord Jesus, and that you are in control of all things, Lord Jesus. No matter how stable, no matter how uncertain uh, things may seem, you are still in control, Lord Jesus. So I just pray that you minister to each heart here today, Lord Jesus. Let them feel your love and let them feel your presence, Lord Jesus. We love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.